And you're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. It has come into our second hour. It's a beautiful... Blake, can you just take over while I open the window? Do it. I need to put these blinds up. It's a beautiful sunny day outside. I want to see the sunshine come in as well, too. And we're, like, blocking it out with some silly blinds. So just keep keep (laughs) talking for a bit. Well, anyway, I am really, really happy to be here this morning. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful sky out there. I just got a text message from Lyle himself. I don't know how he's texting from Botswana. It's actually pretty wild. He's only in Mel- Melbourne at this stage. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still here. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. And okay, look, don't you feel cool. so much better? I just put the, the blinds up and it's all bright it does. and it's nice. Like, it's um, supposed to be cloudy and rainy right today. But yeah. look at that. It's like a high-pressure system. There's barely any clouds in the sky. Excellent. Dude, we're living our best lives this morning. Before we get into anything, we're going to have another question for the quiz. So, guys, we're giving you another multiple choice because we love you. Because it's Christmas. Because it's Christmas. It's a gift. While in Malta, cool place, by the way, you should go there. While in Malta, Paul healed the father of Publius, Timothy, Zenus, or Artemis. 0491 I think the clue here, ask yourself the question, which name sounds the most Roman? Is it Publius, <laughs> Timothy, Zenus, or Artemis? 0491 While in Malta, Paul healed the father of which, which I'm of trying to think, people? Where's Malta? Is that the little island it's off of Greece? tiny little island, yeah. Yeah, and I know, I know some guys that are Maltese, actually. Yeah. They're fiery. I know some guys who are Maltese, too. Yeah. Are they fiery? I don't know. They're just kind of cool. Just kind of cool, yeah. yeah just kind of doing that. Malta, Malta is like a land of extreme pride. Okay. Malta, like most European countries, are like pretty, pretty proud. But Malta, Malta, they're just like, but they're kind of like cute about it, you know. Like, like, like French people like we're French, and especially like we're Spanish, and and you know that kind of thing. Whereas Malta is like, oh, you know about Malta? That's amazing. Like, oh, got it. That kind of thing. They like really love like when people acknowledge them because they're so small. Yeah. But shout out Malta. Uh, Short kings. Ah, yeah, small kings. Um, and if you know the answer to that of, you know, who healed who, you will go into the draw to win our Bible study companion set conflict of the ages. But again, the options were Publius, Timothy, Zenus, or Artemis. 0491-064-669. Now, do we have some text messages? We do. I want to I hear them. I got I, some right here. Uh, so go, but before you read them, sorry. Uh-huh. I really want to hear uh, from our listeners as well, too. We said this earlier in the show. Maybe you're just joining us for the second hour as well, too. What are you doing for the holidays? Send some emojis. Send some little information. Are you going to hang out with family? Going for a surf? What What are you doing? Your little barbecue in the backyard? Your little barbecue backyard thing going on? What are you on? doing for the holidays, Blake? Oh, I'm house-sitting. Really? When? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, fair enough. House city, but uh, I'm taking care of a little cat named Mr. Smoggles. That's actually, that's that's cute. It is. Lyle hates you, but that's 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 cute. <laughs> I like cats. Mr. Smoggles. Mr. Smoggles. That's, that's nice. Yep. All right, so some text messages. Okay. Uh, Raphael sends in, he says, Lawson, 
if you go to China next year, you may not be able to come back. 2023 is not going to be a good year. In fact, it's going to get progressively worse until the second coming. That's why I'm trying to get in as soon as I can. <laughs> trying to go before the end of 2023. That's right. You're going, you're going May Yeah, that's right. And look, if I don't come back, well then, you know. Hot I'll, pot for life. Yeah, hot pot for life. I'm, I'm like stuck in jail. Have you if, you, if you've never read this book, you should read this book, The Heavenly Man, which is the Amazing story book. of, I, I think it's book. Brother Yin. Yeah. And just if I end up in jail in China, I want to just be like him or die like him. Well, like he didn't die. But he he's like his legs broke, dude. Several times, just absolutely incredible story. But um, yeah. Listen, I am. If we have a new radio host at the middle of the year, we'll know. So be it. Yeah, you know. So be it. Well, it was a fun run while it lasted. Lost. That's how it goes. But I'm yeah, I'm super keen to go to China. I'm really keen to get over there and and check the place out. And and especially because I'll, I'll be going. Like China's a place where I'd be so lost. You know, I'd, I'd just be oh, for sure. so lost. Oh, but Can I just share a story about yeah. what happened when I went. Uh-huh. Okay, so we go over there. So um, we we went over there. A relative of ours, uh, my brother in law at the mm-hmm. time, he his wife they just had a baby, mm-hmm. and they named the baby after his sister, mm-hmm. right? And so we fly to I don't even know Nanjing. I think it's mm-hmm. called Nanjing. None of us know Chinese. Now we're they live in Beijing, but mm-hmm. we have a layover for one night in Nanjing, mm-hmm. and so we have to find a hotel to stay. Do you know how hard it is to find a hotel in a city that is nothing is written in English, no one speaks English. You've arrived and you have to stay over the night. Like it was, I've traveled a lot, my friend, mm-hmm. like a lot. Mm. That is the most difficult traveling experience I've ever had. So what happened was this guy comes up with a phone. And he shows the phone to us, and he just points at a number. Like, it just says, like, $100. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So we get in his car. Like, I don't know who this dude is. <laughs> <laughs> we get in his car, and we're telling him, like, this is the hotel that we have booked. Like, take us to this hotel. So he takes us to this other place, and he tells us to get out. And I was like, no, 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 that's not our hotel. He doesn't speak English. Um, I don't speak Chinese. And we're and I'm sweating, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm in the back of the car, just like a full body sweat. Cause I'm like, we're gonna be like, I don't even know what's gonna happen. I'm like, we're maybe we're getting kidnapped or something. I don't know. I'm literally just totally mm-hmm. like just peeking on every level. Uh, my daughter's in the car as well, too, and she's just looking out, like, wow, everything is so pretty, you know. And I'm just like, okay, we're gonna. And then he, this guy's on the phone with people as well, too, while he's driving. So I don't even know what's going on. And I start filming just for, like, people are saying, like, you're going to China. You might not come back. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, this could be our last film. <laughs> this might be it. But I just want to let you know we're in Nanjing, China. I don't know what's happening. We're trying to get to this hotel. Uh, but, you know, and so, like, we're driving along. And then Mal literally, uh, she sees the hotel, like we're driving across the bridge. She sees the hotel and she goes, it's that hotel. And then mm. the guy goes, ah, and like we start yelling. And then he finally takes us to this hotel. But like we're, we're driving for a while. Mm. Like, like, cause we don't know where we're going. I mean, we told the guy where to go, but he didn't mm. know. He's just driving around, stopping at places like you like, you like, you want this one. Finally, you know, it's spotted. We go and we're, and then when we get to the hotel, thank goodness, somebody speaks English. This guy tries to charge us. Five hundred dollars mm-hmm. because of how we've driven, 
and it wasn't really that far, but mm-hmm. it was still a, a fair bit. Thank goodness that the the hotel like manager or whatever like has a full argument with this dude. Like they're like yelling at each other, mm-hmm. like pointing fingers, like getting each other's faces, and it's a scary situation, mm-hmm. right? Then the hotel guy just like literally pushes the taxi driver back like into his car like pushes mm. him back inside uh and then he looks at me and he says pay him only 100 mm. and i was like because i'm like what am i supposed to do and so i i paid the i paid the guy 100 because mm. that's what the number was on the first uh on on the phone yeah, like, yeah that's what we agreed to and he was like the hotel manager was like so sorry he does this all the time. Oh, they, <laughs> yeah. they know each other. Yeah, ah. like, and I was, cause I was like, this is a pretty physical thing. That's going awesome. on. He's like, he does this all the time. We are so sorry. This is not what we, uh, want happen. Cause he's actually works for the hotel. Oh. And he knew, he knew where the hotel was, but he's going all over the place pretending oh, he, tried he doesn't. To yeah. Stitch you up. yeah. So it was just like, whoa, it was crazy. So my point is you're going with somebody who's going to take care of the yeah. whole process. Make sure you stick with them. Oh, absolutely. Because China is a wild place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got I got the hookup, so I'm glad to go. Yeah, that reminds me of a story, actually. I went to Bali when I was, like, 10, mm-hmm. and me and my dad hired motorbikes, and I was, like, riding bikes on the street. It was sick. Like, riding bikes around with my dad, like, no license, when nothing. When you're 10 years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got two scooters, and I was just following him around. It was sick. It was awesome. That is awesome. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was cool. But when we tried to return the motorbikes... The the place where we got them from was just across the road from our... We stayed in, like, a really nice kind of resort hotel, like... Um, and we tried to return them, and the guy's like, look at all this damage you've crashed. You need to pay, like, $1,000 to fix the bike. Oh, no. We're like, no, we didn't. Anyway, so then I'm just like, all right, let's go get the hotel manager. He's going to call the police. And then they, like, all literally ran away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy experiences overseas. That, that was a word that they did understand. We're like, okay... Police. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Usain Bull. Scattered. Gone. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. All right. We have some more text messages here. Uh, Chris writes in. He says, good morning to you and the team. And we want to thank Chris for his text message. And we've been praying for Chris, actually, um, throughout the show. Uh, throughout the last couple of weeks, um, because unfortunately, um, yeah, in the last couple of weeks, he, he lost his daughter. Oh. And so we've been really praying for him. So we really thank you for, for tuning in, Chris, and just to let you know, we just, we've been praying for you and our Absolutely. listeners have been praying for you oh. as well. Um, and then finally, we have a, a, a text from Bruce and Liz. They say, Blake, we are going to music camp in Waii, New South Wales. Nice. So they're going to hit up the music camp. I've never been to music. I've heard of this music camp. I've heard of what, a few music camps. What is music camp? It, it depends. I know that there's a group called Eastwood Missions that runs one, and I'm wondering if that's the same people. Okay. But what is that? What does that one look like? Well, that one is like a bunch of people get together and they hang out. It's like a, it's like a camp. It's like a, like a summer camp type deal, but you get it, you hang out and you practice every day on your instruments and do activities and then at the end they do like this performance that they record and release right okay it's super it's super duper cool shout out music cam shout out eastwood missions i don't know if this one is the same one uh but shout out bruce and liz who are gonna go there and i'm assuming because i've met i've met liz uh i've met liz she's come to our church before and i'm assuming they're a little bit older than music camp type age because usually for really 
young, like children. In the eyes of the Lord, they are children. But if they're like helping out, whatever they're doing there, shout out those guys for doing a great job. Right now, uh, we have a, a Bible study to get into, and we are doing it all on the executive judgment. Okay. I'm ready for that. We're, we're talking about executive judgment, and we're talking about well, what that is. Yesterday, we talked about the millennial judgment. Which is one of the reasons I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, mm. honestly. Because of the millennial? Because of that, yeah. Mm. So I, I became, I literally, that Bible study is the one that really kind of challenged me to go, hey, maybe you should think about this as a church to attend. And I was like, they're kind of weird people. I don't know mm. if I want to do that. And then and I was like, ah, oh, I guess I want to be weird too a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so when I study the Bible, like that, the millennial judgment is such mm. an incredible, it, that's like Revelation 20, 21 kind yeah, of stuff. So yeah, so actually let's go to Revelation 20 right now. And we're okay. going to cover the timeline that we've seen so far. So actually we might begin, uh, do you want to read for us, Blake, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 7. Absolutely. So I'm going to go to Revelation chapter 22 and verse 7. Right before I do, I just want to pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this beautiful day. Please help us to have wisdom and understanding as we read your word. Uh, Feed us spiritually. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So 22 verse 7. 22 verse 7, yeah. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Mm. Okay, so... Jesus here at the very end of the book of Revelation, he says, Behold, I am coming soon. Oh, and do you want to read verse 12 for us as well? Absolutely. And behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Okay, so this is right at the end of the book of Revelation. Jesus says, I'm coming soon and my reward is with me. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this when we covered the pre-Advent judgment or the investigative judgment that if Jesus is administering rewards at his second coming, then a judgment must have already taken place because reward can only be administered after judgment. Correct. Like, and, and we see this clearly throughout the Bible. Uh, we were looking at Daniel chapter seven and we're seeing the scenes there that we, it shows like whilst the, the little horn or the antichrist of Bible prophecy is still roaming around, is still doing his thing, you know, while the world can still potentially be, you know, uh, deceived by him, and this is before Jesus' second coming, there is a judgment already taking place. And it's like, what is that? That's the investigative judgment, because before reward can be administered, an investigation takes place. So there's investigative judgment, which is for the whole universe. God already knows the heart. God knows, you know, who's saved and who's lost. But for the whole universe, they investigate and they see... Who's saved and who's lost? Who's mm-hmm. made the decisions? Mm-hmm. And then, poof, second coming happens. Right. Then we come to Revelation chapter twenty. So Revelation chapter nineteen, all about the second coming. You know, the rider on the white horse. He comes down from heaven, and we know that to be Jesus. And then we come to Revelation twenty and verse one. Well, we see in verse one the dragon. He's thrown into the bottomless pit for a period of time. And then, well, a thousand years, he's seized and thrown into the pit. And then do you want to read for us in verse four? Yeah. And I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image 
and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. Mm-hmm. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Mm. Okay, so it says here there are people in heaven at this time. So this is post-second coming. The world's been destroyed and laid low. And, you know, and we talked about this yesterday that all of the wicked who are dead stay dead. There's four groups at the second coming. There's wicked dead. They stay dead. Wicked living. They die with they the destruction dead. of the world. They dead now. Uh, the saved dead, they are resurrected <laughs> and taken to heaven. And they're caught up to Jesus. And then there is the saved alive mm-hmm. who are also caught up to Jesus. So you've got these four groups. Two of them go to heaven. Two of them stay on earth and die. And then finally, Satan is left there for a thousand years to consider and contemplate. And I often think about this. I'm like, well, what's the purpose of like a thousand years? Well, during that time, we see here that there's judgment. But the other side of it is that Satan has been claiming the whole time that he has the right and the ability to be God. Now, I want to ask you the question, Blake. This actually relates to my favorite verse in the Bible, Revelation 4.11. Why do we worship God? Why does God deserve worship over everything else? Well, he's our creator. That's right. Yeah. God has the credentials that no one else has, that he created anything, everything. The sun doesn't have those credentials. The stars don't have those credentials. Neither does Satan. Neither do you or I. Mm-hmm. God is the only one who possesses the credentials that are worthy of worship, which is that he created. So, God, he created everything. He's worthy of worship. Satan is now put on earth that is completely stripped back to the form that it was in, pre-creation. Tohu wabohu, well, without form and void. That's right. With a bunch of maybe maybe singed or you know dead bodies lying around all over the place of the Torched. wicked dead, mm-hmm. Satan is given the perfect opportunity for 1,000 years to prove whether he is able to be the prince of this world. Ooh, interesting. The god of the earth. That's an interesting take on that. I, For 1,000 yeah. years. You know, I'd imagine the other angels are sitting around with him at that point. You know, the demons mm-hmm. that all left with him. Probably looking at Satan like, oh, what now, boss? You know, what are we... What, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Because Satan has no power. It's interesting because the way that you just described the earth, mm-hmm. the way that it will be, is how the earth is described in Genesis. That's right. Without form and void, yep. prior to everything that the Creator puts on it, yep. so it's kind of like God's opportunity, yep. or really, it's Satan's opportunity to that God is giving to Satan, mm. saying, "Okay, you think you're hot stuff? You do it." Exactly, and and because Satan has tried to prove for the last six thousand years that his way is the best way right. and that people should follow him. But what we all see and the reason we turn to God is because it only leads to death. Like sin yeah. leads to death and the reason it leads to death and for a very practical reason. And that is that when you are disconnected from the create, the only creator and sustainer of life, which is what sin causes disconnection from God, you cannot live. Mm-hmm. And Satan cannot provide an alternative to that. Okay. And it's been his lie the whole time that, Surely you won't die. That's that's what he's been doing. But now he's given, this is his last and final opportunity. Like, I think the rest of the universe, including us as humans, has seen throughout the last 6,000 years, okay, Satan obviously isn't the guy he wants to be. <laughs> no. But then the final test. Okay, Satan, you've here's your canvas. Go for it. 
I like that. Make something. Yeah. But for a thousand years, the Bible says he deceives no one. And the reason he deceives no one is because everyone's dead. And he can't create. He can't create them. He can't recreate them. But then following this a thousand years, and then on the other side, we have what we described yesterday, the time of judgment. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll read a verse about that just, just to really nail that home. And then it's like, but what follows that ultimately? We'll see just in a little bit. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Right. Final question of today, and this is, you know, one of your last opportunities. We're going to have some quiz questions tomorrow, but guys, you need to get in for this conflict of the ages set. Which of the three gifts from the Magi had a prophetic meaning? 0491-064-669. That's the number to call or text. Give it to you for free. All right. I want to... Let's get into... We have heaps of text messages. We're going to get into them in the next segment. Okay. Because right now, we are going to really get into the meat of our Bible study here. I'm ready. So, do you want to head to us for us? 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3. I am on my way there. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse, and verse three, 3 says, Do you not know that we shall judge angels? Mm. How much more things that pertain to this life? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an interesting passage. It's talking about church governance, actually, and it's talking about hey, when you're running churches, you know, you have the you should judge. Now you might hear that it's like, wait, we should be judgmental. No, that's not what it's saying. It's not saying be judgmental. It's saying to judge. You have the right to judge, and by judge, I mean make wise decisions that have outcomes. You know, in certain situations. To ascertain the right and wrong of the situation. Absolutely. You have the right to do that. Now, do you have the right to be judgmental? No, no one has that right. Mm-hmm. You know, judge not yet lest ye be judged. And that's what the, you know, that's, that's what Jesus is communicating through that, you know, being judgmental and, and whatnot. But in terms of judging particular situations, it's like, well, you'll need to do that. You'll need to make decisions. And then it gives us reason as to why. It says, don't you know that you will even judge Angels. angels and it's like well when do i do that because i'm not doing that right now hmm. no way i'm am i doing that right now and that's ultimately an allusion to this 1000 year period in which judgment is given to the saints and what is the purpose of that judgment we talked about it it's the review of the judgment that god has done so we open up the book of life we open up the book of remembrance we see the deeds of people's lives and we see why people are saved and why people are lost and why they're being punished and what punishment they deserve, all those kinds of things. That's the purpose of that 1,000-year period. You have what's going on on earth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Satan's uh, ultimate punishment for a 1,000 years plus his opportunity to prove that he really is who he is mm-hmm. uh, to create. And then in heaven, you have the saints looking over the books and and all in the name of transparency, by the way, because God loves us and he's transparent and he wants us to know, well, why did I make these decisions and why is these people saved and why are these people lost? But then in Revelation chapter 20, we come to the end of that period of time and it's like, well, what happens then? Do you want to read for us? Uh, Let's read. Can you get... uh, Revelation, right? Revelation chapter 20. Can you read verse 5 for us? Absolutely. So the Bible says here in Revelation 20 verse 5, But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Now, uh, just real quick, 
if the rest of the dead are not living to the end of the 1,000 years, it says this is the first resurrection, there is supposed to be a bit of a space break there. But translating this from Greek to English, you know, in its original translations, and my translation, which is a modern translation, is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It goes out of its way to solve that problem. It says, this is the first resurrection, then in brackets, the rest of the dead did not come back to life until after the thousand years had ended. So basically what takes place, there's a resurrection at the start of the 1,000 years. Mm-hmm. And who's that for? The, the goodies. The goodies, the good right? Guys. The saved people. Mm-hmm. But then it says that there's a resurrection at the end of the 1,000 years. Now, who is dead for 1,000 years? All the wicked. The wicked, mm-hmm. of course. So there's a resurrection at the beginning for the saved, and there's a resurrection at the end for the lost. Now, the question is, what is the purpose of that resurrection and what takes place? Mm. What's going on? Well, we read about it. Let's let's read chapter twenty. And Blake, do you want to get for us verse seven uh, to verse ten? Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the corners, the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. Okay, at the end of 1,000 years, we saw yesterday that Satan, he's bound, and he can't deceive anyone because they're all dead, but now he can deceive people. So what's happened? They're alive. They're alive. Yeah. Now there are people alive. They've resurrected. All right, keep reading. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints in the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil, who deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, we've talked about uh, the destruction of people. We've talked about this specific verse and what it means by day and night forever and ever, and we have done a conclusive Bible study that show that ultimately this represents the, the complete and utter destruction of these people from the face of the earth. And a great example of that is the the smoke of their torment arises forever and ever in Sodom right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. And and we we go through this there's three four examples in the Bible. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah, Jerusalem, uh Tyre and Edom right. where the Bible says you'll be destroyed with a fire that will never go out. Its smoke will rise forever and ever. It uses the exact same phrasing, the exact same words. And then the the question is, well, are these places still burning today? And the answer is no. No. Because they're destroyed with eternal fire, a fire that cannot, uh, that that they won't come back from, essentially. Right. But we've, we've covered that in our study. We continue on. So we see that these, say, Satan gathers together the people of this earth to go, uh, that, that are w- wicked and lost, to go and fight God's people. And it says here that they surround Rally the camp. the troops. They surround the camp, but then ultimately... This is when their destruction takes place. I also, I also tend to believe there is a verse that says every uh, every tongue shall confess. Well, that's that's uh, that's, our, that's our next verse. Oh, so, because so, so, okay, what we see go. here is like an end to the people, but then it's like because they're hit with fire and brimstone. But then in verse eleven and twelve, we see that, and the Bible does this often, and we just we work this out 
as we read through, we just read, well, what's happened so far and what hasn't happened? And then you can determine the timeline of what happens. Because sometimes in the book of Revelation, it'll write down a story and then it will repeat it again, giving more detail. So do you want to read verse 11 and 12 for us? Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. And then verse 13. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one, according to his works. So we see here, well, in the previous verses, they're already thrown into the lake of fire and destroyed. But then the Bible takes a little bit of a step back, just describing what what happens during that time. Just before they're destroyed, they go to attack the camp. They're somehow subdued. And this, what we call the executive judgment, the sentencing, the final judgment takes place where God has been transparent with the rest of the universe in the in, investigative judgment. He's been being transparent with the saved in the millennium judgment. And now he's being transparent with the lost in the executive judgment. He's showing everyone this is why you're either saved or this is why you're lost. And the conclusion of the matter is everyone will be satisfied mm. with the answer. And as you brought up the verse before, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, including the wicked. Exactly. That God is good. They mm. will say, we are lost because God is good. Mm-hmm. We are saved because God is good. Absolutely. God makes the right decisions. And it's at this point where judgment is executed and the wicked are destroyed for eternity. And then following this, the rest of eternity. And it reminds me of that saying, and I, I need your help with it. Mm-hmm. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. Right here on Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And that was Emily Ann Roberts' The Building. Shell's favorite song. I, it sounds like a great song. I, I only got the little last part of it there. And I love I, the part where it goes, well, let me put on my accent real quick. But it's the building where Jesus changed my life. Dude, Ooh, that's a good accent. I know. That's <laughs> a great I accent. got it down. Yeah. But hey, we've got some text messages here. Oh, before we do the text messages, we'll do some answers for the quiz. Who told Jehoram to dig ditches in a certain valley? That was Elisha. True or false? The story of the little drummer boy is found in the book of Matthew. False! The little drummer boy is <laughs> fictional. It is a fictional story. Uh, how did Aaron and her sister Moses, they held up his arms. And that's what Blake was doing in the studio, is holding his arms up in the air. Um, while in Malta, Paul healed the father of Publius. And that's why I said pick the most Roman name. Because yeah. that is, like, the rest of them are Greek names. But Publius is, like, it's straight out of the Latin. And if you don't know the difference between Roman and Greek names... That's cringe. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, which of the three gifts from the Magi had a prophetic meaning? It was the myrrh. Ah, uh, well... It was the myrrh. I was actually thinking about that. And the pro- I think they all had some I think type they of do, but meaning. particularly but the Murr was definitely the most prophetic. Because yeah. it represented his eventual death. Yeah, sure. I got some text messages here. Uh, Liz texted in. She, they were texting. They were talking about what they were doing on Christmas. And they said, 
Well, actually, they, they told us they were going to music, music camp, camp and they said they're going to Eastwood. So it was the one that I knew about. Oh. That's where they're going. Look at you, Lawson in the know. I know what's up. Raphael texted in, Blake, I'm surprised you didn't have a pocket translator. They can translate English for over a hundred languages. Well, at the time, Is maybe you needed me one? a pocket translator, but now you can no, just that was, use No, that was many years ago. You can use your phone. Yeah, that like was like Google 2014. Yeah, they, but they would have had pocket translators back then. They absolutely do. Really? Yeah, yeah 100%. Wow. Uh, Sky texts in, hello. I, needed, I, I didn't, hold on. I'm sorry. I didn't need a pocket translator. I needed a sweat towel. You need, That's what I need because I was sweating a you storm. You needed to speak Chinese. Well, or that. That's it's either what you learn really Chinese or get a sweat it. towel. That's the only two options. Sorry. <laughs> hello. I wanted to please share some photos from yesterday morning in relation to Blake saying last week, everything in Oz is poisonous and will kill you. First photo <laughs> is where I was at at 9 a.m. Uh, minutes away from me. Second is what I had to step around uh, with fear. So she sent us a photo. The first one's a beautiful beach. You know, it's beautiful, lovely beach. Kind of flat swell on the day from this photo. But, like, beautiful, lovely, awesome beach. I can see some ships in the background, some people, um, you know, swimming and stuff. But then this is what she had to step around. Um, a, a, a literal pod Ugh. of... Blue bottles. Yeah, those are stingy. That is huge. Those I got are like one of those trapped so in my wetsuit one time. Oh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. I had to... Have you been, so you've been stung by these oh, guys? Oh, many times. Yeah, yeah, same. They're awful. They're just terrible. <laughs> Sky continues on. She says, I'm really afraid of these, and they were not far from the steps area on the sand. So, Blake, I agree with everything in Oz being scary with its creatures. Yeah, that that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Blue bottles, worst. Box jellyfish. Way worse. Way worse, but also, like... Blue, blue bottles are, like, uncomfortable and painful yeah. and stingy and awful. Yeah. But a box jump just kills kill you. you so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sharks, also kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, lots of things going on in the Australian waters that you want to avoid. And then finally, Raphael. Blake, I'm surprised you didn't have a pocket... Oh, we already read that one. Lol. I, it's it's in there twice. But, okay. But, um... He's that he's, how surprised. He's just so surprised. I'm still surprised. Why didn't you have a pocket trans? I don't know. I... I... Clearly, at that time, had no idea what I was doing with my life. But hey, listen, <laughs> right now it is time for... Question of the Day. All right, Blakos, question of the day. Is that my Greek name? That's right. That is your Greek name. <laughs> okay. Blake Yos. Yeah, okay. Blake Yos, listen. Blake, uh, there were some guys. They came from the East. Yep. We call them the Magi. Yep, my boys. Who are they? Well, it's a great question. We don't actually have a lot of information on who they were. You know how it's always like says that there's there's three of them. Well, people say yeah, but there's no biblical evidence about that. Yeah. There could have been many more. Some some uh, traditions actually say that there were twelve of them, but mm-hmm. there were just three gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've actually been personified in a book called Ben Hur, mm-hmm. and they really talk about who these. Uh, different characters are but the bible doesn't really talk much about who these magi are other than they were they were wise men probably soothsayers uh astronomers of some kind looking into the stars and and kind of very similar to the chaldeans of the Mm. babylon era uh that looked into the stars for answers Mm. and so they saw the star that was representing the star uh of david uh or the star of a king to be born in Judah. And they come and follow that star uh, to go and give those gifts to Jesus. So there's 
not really a lot of information on who they are other than mm. they saw the stars and they followed the one that led to Jesus. Where we like to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ on Faith FM. God be with you till we meet again. for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.